Welcome to a very special paper keg, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie, 1990. to that <laughs> I you know my feet are tapping along what kind of solo is that who knows that's a guitar solo <laughs> that's like the opposite of Radiohead creep how they just stumbled upon that hit solo this is the junk that gets thrown to the side uh, paper keg podcast welcome uh, special film episode we have um, you know speaking of films writer Unpublished, you know, unproduced, unpaid. Um, nothing's basically ever, un everything. Nothing's ever got through, but he's here. Jonesy loves beer. Welcome. Uh, thank you for having me. What a treat it was to watch this film, uh, especially for my wife who mocked me from afar as I uh, sat in a big chair watching. I will say that my wife also. Attempted to watch this with me and then left about halfway and went to bed. <laughs> uh, Dale underscore A, VP of merch for Paper Keg. You, you're a Twitter celeb. Uh, like Lothario on Facebook. Um, hardcore, hardcover buyer of comic books. Film connoisseur, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's uh, good to be back uh, for a very special film episode. When I, this harkens back to a time when I used to be able to watch movies without children and wives and lives and nine to five. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that an actual hip hop rap from the soundtrack? I gotta know. It is. Uh, no, it's not. Probably is. I mean, I won't. I won't mention the artist who I think it's from. Uh, thank you. Uh, you know who didn't get an intro is Slim. Mm. Uh, this fair mm. fellow is the editor in chief of uh, the Paper Keg Radio Syndicate. Uh, he loves exciting words in the English language. Like, uh, which one of your favorites? Just get, just toss uh, one. Out. Lozenge. Lozenge. Gizzard. He's that guy. Gullet. A lot of G words, uh, but yeah. Big show. You know, this was a request, a suggestion from a previous episode, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990. I think this is one of the first movies, if not the first movie I've ever seen in movie theater. Or definitely the earliest wow. memory wow. I have. I was seven. I saw it at the um, Village Mall, Jonesy. Wow. Did you go to the iArcade afterwards Absolutely. to play the game? played the Simpsons, probably arcade game. And then I went to Bradley's. Man. <laughs> Bradley's. Oh my god, he just took me back. Did you get a uh, a pretzel, a village pretzel? Oh my god, right there outside the theater. You know, this pl- that mall is actually where I got PWI, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I used to get my wrestling magazines there. Mm, as a youth, they had as the a magazine youth. shop with the the uh, the dark wrapped rack yeah, wh- behind the counter. What was in those? Yeah, the uh, in the those? adult mags, if you will. <laughs> Man, the the adult mags were behind the counter at your mall. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> how, how can you shoplift anything at fourteen and uh, ready to party? This, this movie, when I was younger, melted my brains. Like this, at that age, my dreams were coming true on t- on the screen. My favorite TV show, 
was real life. I can't I can compare it to anything else. Like this was the beginning of my life as a human being. <laughs> it's true. I don't remember I don't remember seeing this movie in theaters. I may have, but I definitely wore the video cassette out. Hmm. Oh yeah, it, definitely. I mean extensively. I and this we did this Charles Forsman is a listens to paper cake he wrote in last week paper cake proper big props to mr forceman because as soon as i hit play it all started coming back my childhood my uh my i didn't realize that i knew this movie as well as i did until i hit play mm. and uh it's i was 10 1990 i was 10 years old so fifth grade oh man Prime time, turtle time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Dale has these lines in his moleskin, and he's checking them off. Like I need to, I need to Prime weasel time, this one turtle in. Time. <laughs> Plus, your one. What was that? What's the guy who played Casey Jones? He was also Elias the, Codius. Oh man, that guy. Who I know from the prophecy. Yeah, oh, that was really on the same wavelength. That movie, I don't know what is about that movie, The Prophecy. We could do an episode on that, but that movie must have hit at a time in our youth where, like, we shouldn't be watching this, or this was, like, the first weirdo sci-fi horror movie we'd ever seen. Christopher Walken, too. Oh, my God. As the evil angel Gabriel. And wasn't uh, Satan played by... um, Vigo. Yeah, Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, he played the devil. Oh, my God. Super skinny and creepy, too. But um, but Jesse, what's the? Can you synopsize uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for? It's difficult. It's it's a it's more of a concept than a film. But uh, let me try. Uh, this, of course, is the live action adaptation of the popular children's show Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, adapted from the comic of the same name, and it's basically a mashup of one of the most poignant and brooding and well-structured action films injected with the most lighthearted and kid-friendly characters you could think of in one mind-boggling film. Uh, Essentially, four turtles are transformed by mutagen and trained in the ninja arts by a rat, their master splinter. And they live among us or rather beneath us in New York. And at the same time, uh, the Foot Clan, you know, evil ninjas uh, transported from Japan, are in the midst of a crime wave. And they are just robbing New York blind. And only intrepid reporter April O'Neil has the bees to stand up to the corrupt police chief and call the Foot Clan out. And she must be silenced by the evil Master Shredder. And who comes to her defense but the incomparable Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, along with their new ally, Casey Jones, who is a crime fighter with sports-themed attacks. And, uh, you know, they they all come together, and they they suffer a crushing defeat. And they, they leave... Master Splinter's kidnapped, and they go to the country for an, an uncounted number of days to recoup 
and bonds are formed. Love is kindled. And with these new strengths, they come back, save their master, and defeat the evil clutching Manhattan. And eat a lot of pizza along the way. How about Jim Henson did the uh, turtle costumes for this movie? Let me tell you, 1990 special effects, these costumes were incredible. <laughs> Absolutely. By I still think they're pretty incredible. They they hold up so well, more so than the uh, that live-action TV show that you could still watch on demand. I mean, better than any of the other live-action Turtle stuff from that time. This, the costumes were amazing. They were mobile. I mean, other than, obviously, lip getting the lips to sync to right. Turtle lips, it's they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. Any scene with Raphael's... Uh, costume is cinematic genius because it they get all of those angles correct and I'll tell you one of the biggest uh, kudos to this film and I don't know if you feel the same way but these are all martial artists essentially who worked inside the costume I think there was a couple different inside the costume actors but you have real martial artists attempting to do real stunts in a huge rubber costume and despite those obstacles, I still think the fight scenes came out pretty okay. I mean, obviously slower than we're used to, you know, in 2014 with high-speed action and, you know, movies like The Transporter or whatever where it's all high-speed kung fu and fighting. But to have actual stunt actors do real kung fu moves and huge rubber suits and make it okay-looking... I mean that is that is an accomplishment in filmmaking. I think. Uh, big shout out! The, the credits rolled, and I see that wearing the Donatello suit is none other than Ernie Reyes Jr. I almost pooped my pants. Ernie Reyes. I did not know that when I was ten years old. Ernie Reyes yeah. Jr. Uh, the Ernie Reyes from Surf Ninjas, <laughs> and uh, and and when he was a kid. He, I think he was on that Disney Channel show, or I remember watching the show or the movie on the Disney Channel. He was a little kid, master martial artist when he was tiny, Ernie, tiny kid. I thought, who's the pizza boy in, in the second movie? I want to say that that, that was Ernie Reyes. I think you might be right. Maybe he came back. That's weird. You might, yeah, you might be he right. He came back as a non-turtle in the second movie. He was so popular in the Donatello mm-hmm. costume that he came back as his own character. I'll tell you, did you catch Sam Rockwell in a uh, one of his first breakout roles? Yeah, I did, as the, yeah, at the very end. The foot recruiter. They, He's like, would you like menthol cigarettes or regular cigarettes? I was like, whoa, cigarettes at a kid's movie. This must be the 90s. That just This just in uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. is 42 years old, and I feel like <laughs> garbage. Well, how many I years older like are you then, Ernie? <laughs> <laughs> this just in Dale more suicidal than normal. <laughs> I'm, he is. He's Kino in Turtles too. Yeah. Um, how, I need to watch the second Turtles movie. I think the second one. I had the comic book adaptation that I cherished. That was I. I started getting like weird film adaptation comics. That was one. I had the Captain America movie where Red Skull was Italian and a pianist. Uh, rubber ears. Yeah, I remember that one was really weird. I think I had um, the Punisher one too. 
which didn't make any sense. How amazing was it that um, the Shredder's criminal empire were like just pickpocketing wallets and stealing TVs <laughs> and somehow... <laughs> no master plan. Somehow reselling them for mass profits. I don't understand how that empire <laughs> worked at all. Oh, yeah. The, the, I mean, stealing... It was a big the, Ponzi scheme. <laughs> stealing that the crappiest TV off of the f- lady's fire escape while she's watching it with a bumper sticker attached to it. I mean, there's you're not getting that for any money How much whatsoever. is Shredder going to get for that TV on the street? Exactly. You, If you bring that back to the den, the foot den, Shredder's going to throw that TV right back at your head. You're not you're not getting inducted into the foot clan. Well, think about it this way. The, his right-hand guy, Tensu, or whatever his name was, if he didn't like it, you were getting your butt kicked. Oh, yeah. Tensu. He was, he was just having a bad day. Tensu had a bad day every day. Although he, the, the hilarious was when the kids like were in this kind of den of, I don't know what, debaucherous den of arcade games. Iniquity. <laughs> I mean, it's so silly. They they're, they have like this skate park, and they're also gambling and drinking. I don't know what pop, I guess, which is banned <laughs> on the streets. And then, My parents won't let me drink soda whenever I want. That's why I joined the foot. And then, like, the one kid almost runs into him, and you think he's going to, like, snap his neck, but then he just does, like, go play. Like, <laughs> what kind of <laughs> army are they building? It's so weird. But, I mean, do Petulant children army. Yeah, like, to a kid, it's, like, the coolest thing ever. Like, oh, my God, I could go run away and join this army and play poker. Yeah, I know. Play, play arcade games probably for no quarters. Yeah. Constantly. I loved, I love to this day Shredder in this movie. He is so, like, frighteningly awesome looking in that that helmet. And the helmet stuff is really cool. But on this rewatch, his costume, his purple sheen looked like it was kind of a set piece from a Michael Jackson concert tour. Like, you could have seen Michael wearing this, like, jumping out of a cannon. Shredder outfitted by Prince. Yeah, that could have been. I mean, that could easily could have been Cher's number <laughs> from us from a show in '89, '88. Yeah, she was I mean, on it was purple. <laughs> it was purple. It was very bright. I don't know what like he was hoping for in that outfit. Like, no one's gonna see him walk getting his menthols down the street. And he's and he's graduating foot members and and putting foot masks on people's head with those can opener gauntlets. Two inches from their ears. I mean, if he slips up. <laughs> but that helmet, I mean, he pulled that helmet off because. Oh, Amazing. He, he, it really did look pretty great. That was an did. awesome reveal at the end where. He pulls the thing you know, down. Essentially, he, yeah, he recognizes who uh, the Splinter is and he's got that rat caked face. <laughs> awesome cake. moment. That, that How about the. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like. Fast forwarding immediately to the end, but the step part where the turtles can't beat him, and then Splinter ends up beating him. But that scene where he uses the nunchuck to like wrap the spear and then flip him, like I can picture that scene in my head from when I was a kid when I first saw that. I thought it was a like such a great scene. And then he essentially gets crushed by the trash compactor, which freaked okay. me out can as we, a kid. Can we talk about that scene? Yeah, this is a you know directed towards children. There's been no death right. uh, for the entire film. Leonardo and does not use his swords for anything. Well, I will no, well, it, we'll except side, to cut a pizza. Sidetrack. He did use his swords to trip people 
in one of the buildings, which in theory he should have sliced off their legs when he hit them, but for whatever reason they kept it in the movie, but go on. So, and then he falls into the trash truck, which Casey Jones, he sees the trash truck and positions it well before he realizes that anyone will make it over the edge of this building. Shredder falls in, and then he kills him in cold blood. Oops, was the line as he throws the switch and destroys Shredder. Like, that was not in jive with the rest of the film's message. I have no idea where they came from. Why wouldn't they just turn him over to the police? He totally is crushed. There should have been blood pooling underneath that truck immediately after throwing that lever. Mm -hmm. It was, I mean, and, and as a kid, you're probably not thinking like we are now. You're not thinking that he's being compacted into a can of dog food like he's just being crushed and you don't think about the implications that nobody else in that movie had died up until that point but when you th- when you look now you're like holy smokes I mean, a trash truck just crushed a man <laughs> and everybody's cheering i mean there's a yeah. crowd of people just <laughs> yeah he's dead i just ugh. i will tell you one of the biggest payoffs in this film is the bromance between Raphael. And, and Casey. Uh, Casey Jones. Man, so much more respect and love for Raphael watching this as an adult. He's just, he's a hundred times, he's funnier. But it was his general attitude towards stuff too, which was pretty great. I mean, the way he, he'd just say, damn, damn. I, yeah, when I when he said damn, like as a seven-year-old, I pooped a little bit. Like, whoa, you can't say yeah. that word. You can't say that. They yeah. don't say that word on the show. They said a uh, bitchin' at some point, too, which I thought was out of control. <laughs> wow. <laughs> which is, now that I'm an old father, I, I think bitchin' is going too far. How about that uh, love story between uh, Casey and April O'Neil? Oh, that didn't man. feel forced to you guys? No way. You could cut the... One shoulder rub, and uh, that's, all, that's all it takes, huh, fellas? You could cut the sexual intercourse with a knife. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kate, living on the farm, Casey Jones wearing no underwear on the, under the sweatpants. <laughs> there was there was bound to be. There was bound to be. I mean, one backward stretch, and he's he's inside her. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it innocent for the turtles, you know, the brothers. They they heal. The brothers are reunited again. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, those sweatpants are paper thin. Anything they, they could go. Absolutely. Anything could happen. <laughs> I mean, they were something else. They were, I don't know, 1990 sweatpants, I guess. I, I mean, they're great sweatpants. He could fix a car. He has amazing hair. And I want that mask. I wonder if they ever sold that mask in, like, child size, the Casey Jones mm. mask. I remember, how about the toys? Do you remember the toys? Yeah, I, I had a, I think my favorites were the trench coat turtles. I think I had all four trench coats. I love the, uh, the turtle van. That was like one of my most prized possessions. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? And I sold mine at a uh, yard sale like seven years ago and I regret it. I regret mm. it. Big oh. mistake. Sorry. But that, that became the vehicle for everything. In my yeah, uh, absolutely. That was like my that was the Batmobile. That was any. That was Superman's car. Anyone <laughs> could drive that thing and have the time of their lives. I remember I had a friend who had the turtle blimp, and I was my mind was blown oh, that anybody man. could get that as a gift. 
Yeah, that was like you got the blimp. That was like the Millennium oh Falcon of turtle yeah. toys. Those are lucky dogs. Richie Riches. Yeah, he probably had all the uh, wrestling action figures, and they all the in ring. different bins in his room. You know, oh, God, you can play with it if you want. You know, I have you know if you want it, yeah. I have it all. The um, I actually was when I first sat there, I almost was like, I don't want to say like um, embarrassed because my wife was in the room. But, like, it didn't hold up on, like, the first viewing. I was like, whoa, this isn't a movie we could watch in this day and age and still have it be a good movie. Like, it's still... There were some areas of it that felt dated for, like, 1990. And it was weird thinking about it, like, if they had never made this movie in the 90s and waited until, like, 2005. In my head, I was thinking, like, man... Remember when they almost made that Ninja Turtles movies and movie in nineteen ninety? What the heck would have that been like? They would have really blew like blown it. Like it se- it seems crazy to me that they did make a Ninja Turtles movie in nineteen ninety. Like they didn't even like you couldn't even do like a Transformers movie in this era or a G.I. Joe. Like imagine if they made a G.I. Joe live action movie in nineteen ninety. What the heck would it, it would have been be like? Terrible. Well, yeah. back then, yeah. I mean it would probably just be the same like it is now, just really geared towards kids. Hmm. So it would be a lot of dumbing down of action to make it accessible to you know, 12 and younger, younger how crowd. How would you even make, be... like, a, it's funny to say, how would you even make a G.I. Joe movie geared towards kids in 1990? Like, were All action movies... stun guns. Were action movies geared towards, like, young kids back then, like Delta Force? No, no, not, I don't think anything that severe, but I say I have a mental block. What were the movies around this that came out? Batman, 1989. That's it. That's all I got. No, that's a good one. <laughs> Robocop, 1988, I think. De- definitely not geared towards kids. Well, they had Robocop toys. Remember those? Those things were crap. Yeah. What had the, uh, they had the animated show. Oh, were the toys based on the animated show? I think so. I remember hating no. the Robocop toy because his visor always came off and he was just this bald freak toy that you had. Running right. around. Ugly Murphy. <laughs> Loser. Uh, Shre- I think Splinter Splinter talked too slow on, on, he did. on rewatch. His scenes Nobody were painful. Nobody has patience for, for that. No, I don't have patience for that. I've and the... Flashbacks. The flashbacks when not his first retell... I forget who he was telling first. He might have been just telling the Turtles. But when they get into... Him, April O'Neil, just meets him, a talking rat, and he goes into his past about mimicking his master's movements in the cage and then coming across turtles swimming in mutagen. I mean, that's a tough pill to swallow, and she just takes it, and she's friends now. She's immediately friends. Mm -hmm. It was astonishing. (laughs) And it's, I mean, it's a kid's movie. You're right. Yeah. But, you, like, you're t- a talking rat, and now you're telling me that you've mastered Kung Fu. He's not sw- He didn't get mutated. He's just a rat. Well, he they, like, allude but, to him getting mutated, sort of. Like, he, like, nudged them into that, like, Coke bottle or something, and then he said he started changing, too, right, I think? Yeah, but at this point, he had already mastered the martial arts <laughs> as a normal rat. He was already fifth-degree black belt. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, that the same can be said for that strange scene in the mountains where they 
all of a sudden have vision powers. Oh, it was yeah. not set up oh, at yeah. any point during the film. It just occurs. The Obi Wan Kenobi level of ninjutsu <laughs> <laughs> that we we find out about as it happens. Yeah, that scene, uh, like as unbelievable as the entire movie is, that one was take that took the cake. Like the Obi Wan Kenobi scene where they <laughs> they telepathy over to him and then they start weeping. Oh yeah, and then they're like touching each other's faces. <laughs> <laughs> And and we, this this is us talking about it, and we like now. It. It's mm-hmm. it's amazing though. the The film is amazing. When as soon as K- Casey Jones and Raphael met up for the first time, I started I started it, repeating and and saying their words line for line as it came out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. It was just it all came flooding back, and then Casey Jones like legit backhands. Raphael with a hockey stick like that could yeah. that could bash your face in and he uses the Casey Jones uses that like uh, five iron on uh, the on Tetsu on, yeah the, three wood <laughs> he he and he flies across the warehouse and is probably dead because he just had yeah, a skull I'm pretty sure he should be dead some kind of concuss, concussive blast how great <laughs> was it when they're in the um, the antique shop you know it's all fun and games, but then once things like get lit on fire, they play. They start like the dramatic music where, uh oh, you know, these people mm. might die now. It's time to get yeah. real. <laughs> like that was a memorable scene. And like, thirty seconds prior, there was a nunchuck duel. Yeah, yeah. wheel of fort. They were wheel of fortune <laughs> on the floor. That's right. And the nunchuck duel. Yeah. And there was almost a, a point where there was the three stooges whoop, 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 about to go on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and like that scene, I remembered like I knew it was coming up, and I hadn't seen the movie in like I don't know how many years. And then the one scene that cracked me up, which is actually a great scene, the scene on the rooftop with Shredder. There was a lot of cool locales where you know I think right before the the telekinesis, telepathy, whatever you want to call it, tele- uh, scene, they they're standing kind of like at the sunset. It was a really cool looking shot. I meant to screenshot it. Um, but when they're fighting Shred on the rooftop, that's an awesome set piece. It's not like, you know, you see that stuff now and they like film it during the day and then they darken it to make it look like night, but it's so lit up. Like they're on a rooftop and you can see the buildings behind them as a set piece and it looks great. Like they don't, mm-hmm. you don't really see set pieces in movies anymore like this. Like that's a really cool looking scene and they have that fight with Shredder and they're playing the dramatic music on that one. And then when he fights, I think, at Leonardo, and he has the spear down, and then Leonardo's teeth show up. Like, he, like, freaks out, and his teeth are, like, 80% of his face when the spear is, like, at his neck, and it cracked me up. <laughs> so, I, ha- I have to share the two most interesting facts from the INDB trivia. And this one's about to blow your mind. Robin Williams, who is a big fan of the franchise... Provided Judith Hogue, April O'Neil, with information regarding her character through his comic book collection. Wow. What? So I just picture Robin Williams, Coked like up. fresh off a hook, you know, uh, sitting Indian style on the floor with, you know, TMNT comics yeah, with really. April O'Neil, you know, with her legs kicked in the air, <laughs> going through issues and him like giving her the what's like, what. Like, what's he have anything to do with anything? What He's not credited as, like, a special consultant on the film, I don't think. He's just friends with her. He was probably doing Wolf of Wall Street blow out of 
certain areas. <laughs> yeah, back then. <laughs> from our space park. J- Judith Hoag's, never mind, that's too easy. Uh, and also, this was the highest grossing independent film of all time, having made over $133 million in the domestic box office. Wow. wow. I wonder what that list is, like highest grossing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've also... The rights to the turtles are are in one of those weirdo, um, you know, it's changed hands so often. Who owns the rights, et cetera? But there was a weird like licensing mention in the credits too. Did, did you see that? Like with special thanks for licensing to Surge Inc. or something weird like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the Foot Warehouse, at some point when Casey Jones is like infiltrating, there was a box of Archie comics. Yeah, it was like a, that was cool. It was like a shift box unopened. That was a cool nod. Yeah, it was like that. Just their huge logo on a box. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, but yeah, this was one of those things. Like the turtle rights between Laird and Eastman, it's like in one of those weird, like, um, who's the chick uh, that's in Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, Angel it, or um, Angela? 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 Yeah, it's like one of those deals. Like, it's been in litigation, and you know, but. So many people have owned the rights in so many years because they must. Like, I hope they all made so much money during the toy era. Like, if you mm-hmm. were both of those dudes, the cash must have been wrong. Yeah, I wouldn't want to chunk all merchandising. Can you imagine? I mean, you're just two dudes. You make a comic book, black and white. It's your own, create your own stuff, and and the empire that grows up out of it. And just think of all the kids that source this series as like their inspiration to like read or create comics themselves yeah it's a good point oh, not amazing. even yeah you're right absolutely right not even create comics but just read like you want to read more and it's mm-hmm. because of you know the tv show and those archie comics i wonder why oh, man, that, that whole licensing so i wonder if the whole licensing thing is the reason why the like the live action turtle show the suits look so absurdly different. Hmm. I don't know. Or the, um, you know, there was the the turtles that went on tour, and they were on that Oprah episode. <laughs> they looked so different than the movie turtles. They had like sunspots, like cancer spots on their mm-hmm. head and stuff. Oh yeah, they're the they're the washed out forty plus year old turtles. <laughs> Did you, I just saw? It's so funny that you mentioned that, but I just saw a gift set of that appearance and someone asked, I think Oprah asked them, you know, had you ever thought of shacking up or like getting, taking April out on a date or something? And one of the turtles answers was, you know, we're, we're, we've been trying really hard with April to work on interspecies relationships. Oh and then God. The, the next gif is like, these pictures of these two kids in the front row like <laughs> with their eyes wide open <laughs> and, and their mouth agape like like their whole world has just been turned upside down <laughs> talk about Oprah. How dare a, I mean, a franchise that does not need any sexualization yeah. way to go Oprah I mean they were they were calling her hot you know a fox or what have you during the movie they knew she was dreamy with her frizzy hair <laughs> They, you know, yeah, they basically her, cheered, uh, cheered Casey Jones on the end like a wedding from Game of Thrones. Man, they were ready to, <laughs> to watch it all happen right in, oh, right yeah. in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> they knew, they knew. And now she's going to be April O'Neil, a star reporter, 
and uh, she's going to be dating this vigilante on the streets, Casey <laughs> Jones. Yes. That's going to work out. This well. uneducated vigilante who beats people with a hockey stick. <laughs> what else was the was her boss in? Because he, even when he's trying to be nice, he does not come across as a nice man. I'm sorry, I just had this flash forward of, you know, a 40 year old April O'Neil trying to drag read. Casey to like a, a gala event, and he's not in this tuxedo. He's got the Elias Codius baldness from his later films. And not only that, but he can't he he can't go because he can't read the invitation. He still hasn't learned to read. <laughs> Still wearing those sweatpants. <laughs> still try, he's always the, trying to fight the crew workers. <laughs> he's trying to fight like other reporters babe, that don't babe, understand. Babe, 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 you don't you don't need to wear the fingers gloves all year round, okay? He's always referencing the good the good old days when they first <laughs> met the turtles. Remember when Donnie and I fixed that truck? Remember when Donnie and I fixed that truck? I fixed it. Oh, what a loser. That trash can was me. I took out the shredder. <laughs> was he even in the second movie? I don't no. think so. He was in the first and third. Ernie Reyes oh, Jr. Oh, God. What a downer that one was. Back in Time. Is that what that one's called? He was in the third one? Oh. Yeah, that's what his uh, page said. His Wikipedia. Oh, Elias needed some crack money, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Alleged. Alleged crack money, Jonesy. <laughs> some hogue. Are you kidding? He probably, he probably held out. for. He didn't want to be in the second one, and then come the third one. Probably got a huge payday for that. Yeah, one. that movie bombed. Something fierce. Poor lies. But he did prophecy, so it was all right. <laughs> Man, he was so great in that movie. I, I got. Oh, I might yeah. have to watch that tonight. <laughs> there, I don't think I've ever seen it. No, not yet. <sighs> Never saw the prophecy. I mean, that's like I think I might have been too afraid when I <coughs> could have watched it back in the day. That might have been my first Christopher Walken movie. Oh, jeez. Started it all. The love fest. I loved it so much, I think I've seen all of the sequels. Yeah, because Sam Neill was like in a lot of them, right? Wasn't he? And then it went like no. political? No. Was that the Omen? That was the Omen. The Omen, the Omen sequels, Neill. yeah. Yeah, the prophecy is about the battle between the angels. Like Gabriel versus the devil. Yeah, it gets really dark. Like there was a falling out in heaven, and angels took sides. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we got back to the prophecy on turtles, but <laughs> there you have it. All conversations lead back to the prophecy. Six degrees of Casey Jones. You remember? You remember April when I was in the prophecy? <laughs> April, April. And it just goes back to his TV. It's lazy boy. <laughs> what is beer? Rich. April's rich city folk friends are uh, like making fun of him right to his face. And... <laughs> Can you even spell GED? It all goes back to cocktail when he was courting that rich woman. She tries taking him to a few art shows. He can't. Ha- he can't handle that. Where it's not his world. Can't hang. You know what I mean. Can't hang at all. Brian Flanagan had to beat street get back to uh, tending bar. What he did best, taking care of that unborn kid of his. Maybe we should do cocktails another uh, film oh episode. Oh my god. As a Let's comic book right movie now. episode. Let's, right now. Let's pretend it was the comic that was supposed to be but never was. And that would be our excuse for doing it on the paper. Yeah, there's an unproduced god. script out Guys, there. Guys, if we did cocktail. Oh my god. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there you have it. 
Great movie. Amazing. Couldn't be happier to do this film. A lot of nostalgia. Yeah, so glad uh, I went back. I mean, I just, I know everything. I, man, I haven't seen this movie for 20 years at least. Maybe want to break out my toy size. And I'm sure I lost at another yard sale. I think they're right, they're right behind your uh, Christian Bale Batman. Turtle Man. I, I, uh, I just looked up it on eBay. $175 for a turtle blimp. My God. I'm going to need some funds. I'm going to do a Kickstarter to get that bad boy. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you later. See you guys. <laughs>